What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Boys Night Podcast. Hey, Ty Ty. What up? You know what's up is I had to edit out all of your breathing from last week's episode. <sighs> so you know what me and your dad have in common? We both wish you weren't breathing. Roll Whoa. the intro. Alright everybody, <laughs> thanks for tuning in to an all new episode of the Boys Night Podcast. My name is Tatro. I'm Tai Tai. I'm Pokey. I'm Mudi. And I'm Edible. Uh, we got a lot of cool stuff for you this episode. Sorry about that low blow, Tai Tai, but I did ask Tai Tai ahead of time if that joke was okay. Yeah, it's cool. I don't care. Scripted? Right. Scripted? Um, unscripted. I asked him if daddy jokes were okay, and he gave me the A-OK. So. Scripted. It's not 100% scripted, but we're going to talk about some like news-related items, some TV shows, talk about the Anime Expo vs. PAX, some Fortnite updates, maybe some Lover's Lane questions. But first, we're going to start with a new segment we call Would You Rather AI Edition. So for today's Would You Rather AI Edition, we have Cortana from the Halo series versus Samantha, who is the OS from the movie Her. Have at it, boys. Who would you rather? Cortana. Um, She's dummy thick. This is going to be bad. Um, I never really played Halo, and I've never seen her. Oh, my gosh. Same. Different. So, a picture of Cortana. She's hot as... Wait, but, but isn't the thing from her just like a cell phone or something? Yeah, but she's a voice. She's it's Scarlett voice Johansson's Scarlet, yeah. voice. Yeah, so but she, she like, could be she have inf- an appearance? She could be infinitely thick for all you know. Like her thickness could have point. terabytes of thickness and you just can use your imagination to imagine how thick she is. I mean, at this point, it's just who has the hotter voice? It's an AI. Exactly. So <laughs> who's this hotter? That's really Yo, Scarlett Johansson's voice 100% hotter than Can Cortana's I add a third voice. one just for myself to pick? Yeah, yeah. what's the third one? Um, the the woman from the Smart House, you know, like in Smart, smart House. house woman? <laughs> or, or Alexa. <laughs> no, no, or. Smart. I pick Smart House woman when she like manifests herself into being and like throws the furniture everywhere. Is it because you want a mother to love you? Oh. Well, oh, mommy yeah, jokes Cortana? are not allowed. Yeah. Yeah, but here's what's up. All right. He just pulled up a picture of Cortana. Is she looking real good? But I just am. I'm replaying through all the Halo series and I only played Halo 1 and Halo 2 originally. So now I'm in Halo 3 and Cortana is messing with my head a little bit. Yeah. She's like, yeah, it's like, it's it's that point in a relationship where, you know, things start to, you know, get difficult and you got to figure out if she's worth it or not. And you know how I feel about girls with my head. I'm super into it if they mess with my head. Yeah, he, he loves the daddy issues. For sure. All right, so I think Cortana wins that one for sure. Smart house woman. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see if we can come up with some other uh, cool AI to do Would You Rather on next week's podcast. So send us in if you have good AIs for us to uh, choose between. But let's move on to some news-related topics. So Elon Musk is in the news this week. I don't know if everybody's heard about this. There are some... Thai kids stuck in a cave, which I still don't fully understand the situation. Again, we've explained it to you quite so a few times. They're stuck in a cave. And as far as I know, it's 2018. I don't think that someone being stuck in a cave should be that big of a problem. It was. It was a very big problem. Apparently, it was a very big problem. And all Elon Musk wanted to do was help. But somewhere <laughs> along the way, he offers to build this tiny submarine. And apparently... Um, a British caver who was involved in the rescue operation um, just thought that his 
idea was a PR stunt. And it kind was of like, yeah, it was it was big PR stunt. So who cares if it's a PR stunt? But then it's Elon, still like helpful. It's it is well, it, maybe. <laughs> but then what Elon Musk does is go ahead and he calls the guy a pedophile in a <laughs> tweet that has since been deleted. So I'm, I, I get that Elon Musk trying to help. I, I think there's a little bit of like battle of the egos here. Yeah, whenever someone steps on my ego, the first thing I I do is call them a pedophile. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Maybe there's some like weird background history we don't know here. Maybe they're like arch nemesis. Maybe, maybe like, he uh, knows some shit on this guy that uh, we don't. Maybe the British caver like had a space program at one point that is now <laughs> defunct and like Elon Musk stole well, his secrets. The, the, the caver is uh, Grimes' ex-boyfriend. Oh. oh. So the caver thinks that the little submarine is a stupid idea. Yeah. Probably for his own job security, right? Like if they get rid, if they get the little submarine, like how is he going to dive into the caves to save all the kids that get stuck in there? Because I'm sure this happens is a that, lot. Is that really his career path? Like, is he worried about the job opportunities? <laughs> he's a caver. I don't, I don't know really <laughs> what that means. Was he a caver? Was he like a Navy SEAL trained yeah, rescue mission? He's probably like a Navy SEAL guy. I think all the people who went on the dive were like Navy but SEALs. I think it raises the question of what is the, um, what is the real utility of a little submarine that saves people from caves? Probably not extremely <laughs> useful. I just cannot believe in this day and age that someone can get stuck in a cave. Like nature Again, can still you, take over. Like yeah, nature still wins. How no, matter, yeah, no matter how much the caves flood have. when it rains a lot. So they went yeah. inside. It rained a lot. There was Then they got stuck in there because there was a bunch of water. It's pitch black. You can't swim through it because you can't see anything. So yeah, it's but also like Tetris like it's 2018. Just sweep under. Yeah, but Tetra's like, it's 2018. Why can't I just call an Uber to get out of this cave? Yeah. Exactly. And everyone's like, why did they just like drill a hole into the cave to get them out? And but like, e- Elon Musk makes a great point, and he ends up like sharing the correspondence with whoever was running the uh, rescue operation, saying, and he kind of sounds like a jerk because he's like, I've got teams, I've got the world's best engineering teams, I'm quoting, who normally design spaceships and spacesuits working on this thing 24 hours a day. We're trying to get it right in, in a very short period of time. If this isn't needed or won't help, that would be great to know. I think the whole thing with Elon Musk is that he's just a really smart guy and like a lot of really smart people, not great socially. So now that there's a big spotlight on him, people are like, oh, well, he sounds like he's a dick. And I'm like, oh, well. He's just not great at talking. Yeah, and he probably also feels like he's the expert in the room. I feel like what happens is like he sees any situation and says to himself, what can I build to fix this? Like that's like him in any situation ever. (laughs) He's just like sees it and like, what can I build to fix this? He just has BDE. (laughs) Oh, that's true. Sure, huge BDE. I don't know what BDE is. Big dork energy. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) Big daddy energy. (laughs) Like, it was probably going to be like a Tesla submarine, right? With a spaceman in the driver's seat. (laughs) But it was actually pretty impressive that, like, they find the kids in the cave, and then, like, two days later, he has, like, a video of people, like, with a little submarine, like, guiding it through, like, a water thing. (laughs) Like, they they built this thing in, like, a day. And that's the thing, too, that, like, that's why it's a PR stunt, because you can't just have, like... Okay, you couldn't put a car on the road in two days, like something that's really tried and true technology. If there is a leak or something, these kids are just dead. Yeah, and like yeah, you have true. zero time to test it, to put it through the rigors, to like have it respond to elements in a certain way. Like there's just absolutely zero time for any of that. I mean, they put out videos of them testing it. 
Yeah, but they wouldn't yeah, have time but to like, really test it, yeah, like really yeah. get it approved by like a real stress like, test. Yeah, as as a hardware guy, uh, yeah, there, that's two days is definitely not enough time for hardware validation. Believe me. It's just like we can't dig, we can't dig to them again. A Navy SEAL died trying to get them uh, out, so I think right. that proves on how like dangerous this situation was. Fair enough, but I understand Elon Musk's they frustration. Were like, I think. They were like originally talking about like leaving the kids in there for like months and just like bringing them like <laughs> rations. Yeah, like, like, it might rations. take months to get them out. Like they're like, gonna like give them just food. naturally. Yeah, because yeah, well, they're well, just gonna wait for the season to end. Yeah. Imagine being one of those kids though. That must be terrible. Yeah, I can't. They're like, bro, we'll run cables down there. You get your PS4, you get your Fortnite, we'll be all set. <laughs> you know, honestly, yeah, honestly, not to like make like uh, like a joke out of it, but like, do you well, they're all alive. The, so yeah, that's okay. it, yeah. So it's yeah, it's behind this. Uh, but remember, like in the Pokemon games, where you'd go into the caves and you could see like anything. <laughs> yeah. You know how stressful that was. It was a <laughs> yeah. Like you can just turn that off when you're like when you're when you yeah when you're like sick of it. Imagine. Yeah. One of the first things the kid said when they got out of the cave was like, "There are so many Zubats down there. What's so annoying?" <laughs> it's um, the other thing is that they get that it's a bunch of thirteen-year-olds with their soccer coach, and the coach was twenty-five. Yeah. So that's like someone like like imagine just like getting stuck in a cave with like a bunch of like thirteen-year-olds and the you're coach like coach was also stuck. Yeah. The yeah. Coach was with them. They all went down. Oh it was all the kids God. and their co- soccer coaches. The coach is 25. That's just like our age. Yes. So you're down there with a bunch of 13 year olds. Like, what did I do? So he's he's kind of like, I don't know what to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I take kids downtown in Boston and I'm thinking, what did I just do to myself? So I can't <laughs> imagine uh, being stuck in the cave. But I still wish I had a flamethrower from Elon Musk's boring company. Yep. That would be lit. He raised all that money for the tunnel under LA with the money from that flamethrower because he sold 20,000 at 500 bucks a piece, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, that's probably enough to build a tunnel between L.A. and San Francisco. Well, they funded his startup, I'll say. It's not to build the tunnel. But that's our friend Elon Musk. He's dating Grimes, so we're immediately rivals. But that's okay. Um, Let's move on to a TV-related subject. Edible. Westworld Season 2. Thumbs up, thumbs down. You hot, you cold? Well, first, I will say anyone listening to the podcast, this will be spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Right. So to say spoiler alert, we'll be talking about the end of the season. Uh, so if you have yeah. not watched it um, and you don't want to know what happens, turn off now or just skip ahead. We'll put the time in the description. But I will say now. I will say <laughs> this. Uh, there's not much to spoil because <laughs> the. Oh um the second season I thought was very disappointing, um, and we can we can talk about a little bit um, the reasons why. Yeah. But I will ask Tatro, uh, you were very into season one, correct? I, I was into season one, and we'll give a little background for those who like maybe don't know what Westworld's all about. Westworld is it's uh, based off of Michael Crichton's work, who also wrote Jurassic Park. But it's this idea that people can go and spend vacation in this world that is populated by robot humans and the humans are all very realistic and you can't tell who's a human who's a robot really there's some like malfunctions in there and of course what happens the robots decide that they want to be free and start a revolution and they have their own agency um, and they want to sort of break free of that and you have different factions within that and then there's some air of mystery as to who created the robots and if they created robots of themselves and it gets very hairy but i was into the beginning of the season like it was very cool it's like a western setting 
So basically the idea is they create these worlds and they decide to create a world with a Western setting. And by the end of season one, I was a little bit bored with that. And I was bored with the characters who sort of were leading the uprising. But I was excited for season two because I thought that it would be sort of like an anthology series where they switch from being in a Western type world to they sort of teased like a samurai type world. So basically every season they could go to a different type of place with a different setting, but it seems like they basically did not do that. Is that true edible? Yeah. Uh, to some extent. So they, um, the end of season one ends with the, uh, the robot like uprising going through the basically command center of all the parks. And so these each individual world is, is a park. It's like an amusement park that people go to. And they end up in like a samurai world. And there's a lot of speculation like, all right, maybe every season is a different park. And like season two will be in samurai world. Which would be the perfect way to keep things fresh. It would. And that would be a great idea. And the way they messed up in this season is they do, in fact, go to samurai world for an episode. And then they pick up some characters from samurai world or maybe two. And then that's like maybe see or episode three. Uh, there's what eight episodes or ten episodes, and you kind of learn about some new characters. But then there's just a random person from the samurai world who accompanies. Uh, what's the main character? Uh, um, I forget their name. The main, uh, the woman who's Evan Rachel. Woods character? Yes. So her yeah. character has is like the main squad of robots fighting back. And there's just a random person from Japan world. world and doesn't really say it has no speaking lines as far as I know after that oh, that episode. Yikes. Like she's like, Oh hey, we did this and and but then we're going back to Westworld too. And there's a third one that they introduce, which is like India World. Um, oh India, like the place? Yes, or like Indian. the place. Okay. Yes. Well, because well, and then there's also literally, I think it's the the second to last or third to last episode. There are no characters that we have seen thus far. And they introduce a Native American character and follow his really? whole story. Yeah. And, right. I, and you're like, you're seven episodes in or whatever, like six episodes in. You're like, all right, I'm like sort of into this story. Not really. And then there's literally a standoff episode that has is not connected at all to anything else. And like that I character comes that back. But like, come on, you know, that could be a good first episode of the season, yeah. but not towards the end. So um, my old- nope, Mutie. my whole problem with Westworld is that it introduces a lot of really great ideas and then it's just like a mess of ideas throughout the whole time. It never ties anything together well. Like it there's no like good continuation of any one character's story. Like lost. Yeah, kinda. Exactly. So is JJ Abrams involved in this? He is the executive producer, and that's that was gonna be my takeaway, is that it's just lost at yeah. this point. It's just there nothing flows and it's very annoying to watch something when there's no like good continuation or no good build up. Yeah. Do you think the theory is like if we just do enough random stuff and keep people guessing, they'll keep tuning in? Like, is that the strategy? I, it worked for Lost. Yeah, I guess so. Like, we're just going to keep doing random stuff and we never have to solve any of these problems. Yeah, but people love Lost. People do love people Lost. People love Lost. Everyone's like, oh, still you watch Lost? Yes, yeah. people yeah. love people Lost. People like, hold it very highly. I don't know what it's about. I, I was, that, like, same thing, like, with Westworld, with Lost. Like, I probably watched it when I when I was younger for like one season and then nothing ever gets 
you know, you could just open up the mystery box over and over again. But if you never solve any of the mysteries, you're kind of it's it's like an empty box, you know. He also does that thing where it's like he doesn't explain why a character would do something. Right. Like, I know there's this one character in Westworld who's like this. He works for the park um, and he helps. I don't know any of their names, which is going to yeah. make this really well, confusing. Well, no, that, that like, makes a lot of sense. Like, you we, think we, we can't even name the characters because they're so boring. Um, he's, just, he's just some random character who is, like, only in a couple of episodes, but then helps the one robot, like... Like the guy who works in the lab. Yeah, get yeah, out yeah. and, yep. like, pretend to be human, even though she just murdered a whole bunch of humans. Yep. And they never explain why he does that or yeah. give him any sort of story. He's just like, yeah, this human would totally turn against everybody. Right, so we don't really care about it when it happens, and then anything can happen to these characters, and it doesn't really yeah, matter. Yeah, there's no justification. But, like, how does J.J. Abrams mess it up so bad with TV, but then crush it on something like bringing back the Star Wars franchise, like, for episode seven? Like Ooh, I think that's a matter of opinion. I yeah, that is a hot take. Very disagree with you, like with that. I don't know. I think uh, people hold episode seven pretty highly in terms of like we had a resurgence of Star Wars with episode one, and that was one way of doing it. And people obviously think a certain way about that. But episode seven, in terms of bringing back a franchise for a new generation, I think it had a pretty, pretty positive reception. It was mixed. And then they're bringing him on for episode it's nine as well. Very mixed. Like, I like the new Star Wars, don't get me wrong, but, like, I, people, like, really hate it, too. But there's also a matter of, like, he introduces characters that we now care about. Like, it doesn't have any of the same problems of Westworld, is what I, I guess I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, that is not true. Oh, my goodness, one of my biggest pet peeves about uh, Episode 7 is how, like, Brianna Tarth's character in the movie mm-hmm. just, like doesn't put up a fight at all when they're holding a gun to her. Somebody who's supposed to be brainwashed and dedicated her whole life and cares so much about, you know, her side. And then they just show up and they're like, give us the codes. And she's like, okay. Like, that's bullshit. She would have died with those codes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, that's obviously a character that they shoehorned in, Captain Phasma's character, for toys. But, oh well. Can I I make one more point about uh, episode or season two of Westworld? Yeah, go for it. So my final point, and maybe you know they were good about this and lost, but the very best scene of the whole season is the like teaser at the end of the credits of the last episode. Really? What do we and got? All right, that, so, so major, major spoilers. This here. is major spoilers. Major spoilers. So, a big theme in in this season is um, that hum- the humans who run the uh, park have been collecting a lot of data on all the humans that have visited. And the reason why is to build um, a baseline for like basically immortality. So there's a lot of like sci-fi oh, elements snap. about the robots are trying to be humans, but now the humans are trying to like put their consciousness in robots to live forever. Oh, and but so like, they- yeah 10 bucks says that that never really comes back. Yeah. Up. They never like follow through on yeah. stuff. That's my thought. So, um, that's why it's cool because the last. Sorry, did you have something on that, Muty? No, it's a change of topic. Yeah, so just let me. So this. So the last. Um, the last scene. Well, basically, uh, uh, one thing that happened uh, when they're when they're trying to put these human consciousnesses into robot shells, they have to build a baseline, and that's just like trying to recreate the human as much as possible. Long story short, the last 
episode is like everything has fallen apart. It's clearly like, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of years in the future. The entire park is in shambles. And it shows Ed Harris's character, William, like the guy in black, like stumbling around. And he's like, doesn't really know what's going on. And he's greeted by, I forget exactly who, but someone who very much should not be alive. And basically, he's like, what am I doing here? What, what's going on? And the response is, oh, we're like been trying to build a baseline for you. So wow. one of the so one of the main characters do a big time jump. That are, I mean, that could very well be like never revisited ever again. But <laughs> it could also be like the entire two seasons we've seen have been like trying to build this baseline for what Ed Harris did at a certain point timeline but now it's actually like really really far in the future interesting so maybe his character like is from the future is that kind of the idea that is the idea that's those those two characters are the same people right that's well like no no i'm saying part, this is, is a guy in black is will that is correct always sunny i got it right Wait. but yeah hold on. hold on i got something to say about this over it. Let's talk about video games. Wait, <laughs> before, the thing that I was going to say earlier, real quick, when you were like, oh, parks uh, are mining data. Do you know that when you go to Disney Worlds, you uh, scan in your fingerprints? That's how you get in and out of the Disney parks. Is oh they now have your fingerprints on... They're making thing. a baseline. Last time I went there, it wasn't like that. That it's, was like two years ago. Yeah, they, it, was, uh, going in it was like that when I went there last year. And I'm going again in um, October because I love Disney. They can have all Hell the information. Yeah. I don't care. Well, can't uh, wait for I that podcast it. It update. Me until I can like, until they can bring me back. They're gonna put you in the animatronics. Yep. Five Nights at Freddy's comes to life. Nope. Muty, <laughs> Muty, if you had to spend the rest of eternity on one ride in Disney, what would it be? Pirates of the Caribbean. Ew. What is it called? Splash Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> love it. Love Splash it. Mountain. Uh, is it, is it Space Mountain? Long. I don't know. Wait, I would do the space one where you just like they just put all the, like the G force on you by like spinning you around super fast. What's it called? It's called like um, uh, you would mission, spend your mission. life on yeah, that. Yeah, spend my life just like <laughs> just a pin back against the chair. I think it's mission space. Yeah, mission space. Or something. Yeah, I've never been because say the Jurassic Park ride. We'll go. Talk. I have mommy and daddy I've issues. I've never been the Jurassic Park ride. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Apparently, the new like Pandora ride is beautiful. Oh my god! Well, they spent like five years building it in there yeah. or something like that. I don't like Avatar. But from what I hear, that ride is like gorgeous. Is James Cameron like self-funding all that? Because who cares about Avatar? Does anybody in this Nobody room wants care it. about I don't Avatar? Think anybody in the world wants it. No. Uh, is, isn't it Disney? still the most highest-grossing film ever? I don't believe. I think so. the highest-grossing film ever gets broken like every other year. Yeah, yeah. I think it's every like time Avengers a movie comes one, out, no. it's like the yeah. box, box office record. <laughs> it's like Avengers, thought- and then it was. Um, well, that's always Wars, like for yeah. opening weekends, but I'm talking about Lifetime. Oh, yeah, that's true, that's minions. true, that's true. I'm not sure. We have to look <laughs> I have <that> no idea. <laughs> <laughs> but it's not, good, movie. it's not a good movie. Like, a very objectively, it is not a good movie. Well, Wait, it, it's, it's fine. It's, but everyone sees it. It's bad. Yeah, it's because they were. It was supposed to be like groundbreaking with like the CGI Special and stuff effects, like that. Yeah, right. it's Pocahontas. But wait, yeah, it yeah. is Pocahontas. But um, well, it's but without Wolves. music, so like, what's the point? Yeah, but with aliens and robots. Pocahontas. I would rather it be a musical. Fair enough. Pocahontas, the last Airbender win. Or <laughs> Pocahontas. They're making yeah. a new show. Oh, oh. Yeah, they the just... the two guys from Avatar: The Last Airbender are yeah. making a new Netflix show, and it's coming out like soon. Yeah, I mean, I love Goku and all like, them. So, okay. Tai, do you want to talk to, about some video games? Yep. Do you know what it is, Pokey? I know what it is. Do you know what it is? Yeah, it's five wins in one night. Five, five wins, in, wins in one night. Five. 
Wednesday. One, two, three, four, five. I don't know if you guys noticed, I was trying to avoid talking about Fortnite. We could tell. Yeah, we're gods. And yeah, when we were trying to avoid talking about Wix World. <laughs> yeah, we had, a, um, we had a game that we won. 20 kills between the team. Um, SMGs are the new meta. SMG new meta. I just carry two SMGs and a hunting rifle and just run around the whole game like an and idiot. And empty inventory slots yeah. the rest yeah. of the way. SMG is bay. Actually, new meta, new uh, Fortnite meta for me. It's uh, SMG and not getting my head blown off. <laughs> SMG like, uh, and never standing still. Yeah. yeah. But um, so one of the games, 20 kills as a squad. I had 10. Ty Ty had 8. Ty Ty's little brother had 1. Ty Ty's friend had 1. That's amazing. <laughs> it yeah, was, big carry. It was big carry. huge. And we were winning tons of games, and Ty Ty was still super mad at everybody the whole time, just yelling at everybody. <laughs> that sounds about right. Wow. Well, Ty Ty gets mad and yells, and then Pokey just gets really quiet when he gets <laughs> mad, and we forget that yeah. he's there. But the, the moral story is everyone respected the call. Yeah, everyone respects the call. But so with Fortnite, so they've been doing UMG events has been doing the Fortnite Friday tournaments every Friday. For it's been a couple months now. I feel they're moving them to Sundays, but now but they're leaving the name Fortnite Sunday, which is not as good. It does not sound. Yeah, it does good. not sound good. So it's a, every every Friday they do a twenty thousand dollar tournament, um, but it's based on it's two v two. But you go in a squad together, you jump in a game, and whichever team has the most kills after two games wins. So you're in a squad together, and but it's basically like you just split off, and just so you can't kill each other. Yeah. And um, whichever duo has the most kills after two games wins. It's based and on kills. So kills, only based place. on kills. Only kills. And the tournament is like super, super successful. Um, the, I think everybody is required to stream it. So everybody that plays in it is a streamer. And so you, when, when the games are going on, you can just watch the bracket. The bracket updates live. You're going to say like, oh, this person's playing, jump in their stream. Oh, this person's playing, jump in their stream. But UMG also has a stream going that usually has around like 2,000 viewers where they just pick and choose different games and show all four like uh, perspectives together um, tournament is super super successful it's doing really well tons of people they're getting like hell yeah like 80 million different viewers per week like on across all platforms that's nuts yeah it's, it's crazy the closest to like um, like sports broadcasting and stuff yeah. like that because yeah. you watch the team that you're rooting for if you think of each individual exactly like I like jump team. in yeah so like we like me and Tatro have watched a couple like yeah. a couple of them together so we'll go and yeah. watch Ninja we'll, and then we'll go and watch Daquan or yeah. something yeah like and we'll watch like the streamers we like when they're playing so you can just jump in their channel watch the tournament from their perspective um, and their teammate as well but so Epic decided they're gonna start this thing called Summer Showdown, where they're doing a tournament every week, but they're putting, like, it's like the, all together, it's like a $10 million prize pool. They're doing like $250,000 tournaments, like every huge. week. It's huge. They're doing, it's like massive. So, Ep Epic could have saved the kids in, in uh, Thailand. Oh my God, that's so true. With all that money. <laughs> that's very true. Epic makes Fortnite, by the way, for those who don't know. So, um, they one of these huge tournaments because I'm assuming they're trying to fight the Fortnite Friday thing or capitalize upon the, on the fact that people want to watch it like a competitive version of their game. Yeah. But where they met, where they messed up as far as, so they said there's going to be a different format every week. So yesterday was the first one. They set up 10 games. It was supposed to be 10 matches. They had a private server. Everybody jumps in the private server together as duos. The first team to win two matches, just one. That was it. So... And they kept track of which team won the game and which team had the most kills in the game. I don't know why they kept track of which team had the most kills in the game, because I don't think it mattered. Yeah. But with any Battle Royale competitively, you guys know what happened. 
when there's that much money on the line and all that matters is if you win the game. You're camping. Camp city. Everybody camped. Everybody so, camped. So it took a 60 like person like, like second 60, to last Everybody circle. built little tiny forts and they sat in them. How and quickly did that happen? Did that happen like first game or did it, people take it a happens, while to catch it, up? If, you, it, if you've ever watched any Battle Royale competitively, like you had a game like H1Z1, everybody running around like a crazy person trying to get 30 kills. As soon as it became like $100,000 tournament, everybody camps. Because wow. they, yeah. they make the placement matter more than the kills. So there's no shame. There's no shame. Because it, it's a $250,000 tournament. You just want to win. Now, um, so they canceled it halfway through. They canceled it halfway through. So they played four of the 10 games and stopped the tournament. That's so crazy. They didn't even like, finish it? They, because, uh, and they were, but the other thing is that they were using their own private servers. And there was such bad lag that everybody wow. was complaining about it in their streams. They were like, this lag is horrible. This is awful. Everybody was getting super mad. The games were boring. The lag was terrible. So they just stopped it. Four, they got four games done and they stopped it. Did they have like shoutcasters and stuff? Like what yeah. are the shoutcasters yep. saying? They, had, they like, sorry guys. Oh, he built a one by one and he stopped moving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so they're, they said that they're going to revisit the format. They're gonna figure out how to stabilize the servers. Okay, so obviously, the I think the Fortnite Friday turn like a lot of people complain about the format. A lot of the streamers while they're playing the tournament complain about that format. But like that's the only exciting way I've seen a play. How else do they want it? They're running around just trying to kill people, uh, so and it that's takes what, away from the battle royale. But yeah, exactly. Yeah. But that's like how you need to do it. I feel like it's that because. You just have to make people be aggressive. Yeah. So they were using their own servers. So everyone competing was in the same server. Yeah. So, so they, it was a hundred person game. Hundred person game. Everybody was in it. So and then the team that. So that's what that's that's the other thing about the um, Fortnite Friday thing is it's kind of random because they're just playing against random people. So like one team might. Get, you end up in fights against one team might just kill a bunch of people who are terrible and then one team might run into a team that's good because yeah. it's like but that's just the nature of, the, of battle royales in general well i think like like they solved the problem there is the format where you you value kills more is better but then you go against random people what if you just combined the best parts of both where you took all those like really good streamers and then you did the kill the the kill point system and I feel like that would be nuts because it's all the best players like running around, being super aggressive at nuts, each other. Going, yeah, yeah. Going um, they, I feel like they're gonna have to try it. But the thing yeah. is, is that the games will probably be over like so fast if like they're like all that matters is getting the most kills. But like that content, like that, like the whole game sounds like a highlight reel. Yeah, everything's gonna be like going crazy. It's it, it would probably be sick. Like like pickaxe skills, like against like like ninja, like, getting yeah. like pickaxe to death. <laughs> <laughs> but they, but they also so they ended the tournament after four matches. They said that they're gonna revisit the format, revisit the servers, all that stuff. Did they blame it on the lag, or did they blame? Did they also put it on the camping? They, they, I don't know if they actually. I think they mostly said like server stability. Yeah. But I'm not 100 percent on that. But um, they didn't say if they were gonna announce winners for this week or if they were gonna figure out a way to announce any winners or anything like that. So it just seems like they kind of just like put it on hold, which is kind of like kind of super embarrassing because yeah. it's like their yeah, game. I was going to ask, um, like, if they say there's all this prize money and then they just don't give it away, like, that's kind of BS. Yeah, so, I don't know. The, like, the Fortnite Friday was doing super well, and they just, like, went... I feel like they kind of, like, blew a shot to, I don't know, to really capitalize on, like, what other, somebody else was doing tournaments going super well. They just abandoned that format and tried their own kind of thing, and it just, like, totally failed. Kind of just how it goes, though. So, like, what is the solution, like... Two things that I think of, either you just weight the two things differently, like you weight rank and you weight kills so that you get that as a score. At That's the end. how like 
PUBG did it kind of. It was like if you win the game, you get 100 points. Every kill is worth five points. But if you think about it that way, then you have to get 20 kills to equal one win. So they should weight the kills like a lot. Like if you get yeah, 10 what if kills, it's like if 20 points for a kill or something? Yeah. So if you if you get like 10 kills, it's the same as a win. Well, yeah. like when you think about like any sport that you watch, like any spectator sport, like even like you know baseball, like football, ho like hockey, whatever. Like the reason why it's fun to watch is because it's like risk involved. Right. So like you have to like you know risk it for the biscuit, and when you make it like the battle royale thing is that when you make it about the win, like you know like being the last person alive, no one's gonna take the risk. It's it's like what makes a spectator sport like worth watching is like the risk that you have to take to you know to to score points and like yeah. win. So it's, like taking that way is it's like literally like removing the sport from it. Yeah. No the, one wants to watch that. The see the thing about Battle Royale is competitive is that what happens is instead of trying to win, people try not to lose. And that's like where the issue is. They're like, yep. oh, we're gonna sit here and just try not to lose right now. And then when you get to like these last like little tiny circles, there's still like forty people alive, and then that's when everything just goes nuts in the last like two minutes. But people just go for placement only and it's just boring to watch. So, yeah. are they coming back next week with a um, new format, a new I service? I think they're planning on doing it. What day of the week was yesterday? Uh, Saturday. Saturday. So I think they're gonna. I'm assuming that they're gonna come back next Saturday and try a different format. Um, I, they've been doing private servers for a while. You just have to like email them and get a key for one if you want to like do a tournament. They'll like set them up for you. But um, they. It's funny that they did their own and it was just so terrible. They messed it up, man. <laughs> <sighs> All right, I want to talk about. Uh, uh, anime expo stuff, uh, not so much anime related, um, but more like games and like furry related. Yeah. Uh, yep. Tell me furry about related. anime expo. What is it all about? Uh, it's just don't like, say anime. It's just uh, yeah. It's this big anime uh, convention in LA. It's just like one of the bigger ones that happens um, each year. But the re only reason why I want to bring it up is because we talk about games on here sometimes and. Uh, I went to uh, PAX this year. I've been going fast a couple of years, and uh, with the the topic of like battle royales and stuff, uh, this like this year's big thing was PUBG, Fortnite, and that's not like that wasn't very good. The PAX wasn't this good this year because that's all they brought. Like that's what everyone's playing. That's what everyone wants. So I went I went to like PAX. Yeah, I mean that's not what I want, but uh, that's that's what everyone wants, I guess. So I went to PAX to play games that I already own and have played and I didn't see anything new. Yeah. Uh, which was kind of like lame or like whack. But, uh, and then I saw some stuff on Twitter. Some like some people I know went, went to Anime Expo and they're taking pictures. And so this is crazy. Uh, there's a Kingdom Hearts 3 demo there that was put like playable. You could play. You mad, bro? Yeah. I, yeah. So that's like my big problem is that like, I saw pictures. They had like PS2s lined up at like TVs, and you could actually play. So wait, three. So wait. <laughs> so wait, you're telling me that the video game convention, the video game convention failed to uh, give you video games. Give, give you video games, and the anime convention gave us a game that we've been waiting for for 15 years. But again, like I think that's more of a timing thing. Like. Anime Expo happened after E3, so they were able to put out more stuff because it already teased more stuff at E3. So, like, it's just the demo was ready, so they put it at the first big thing that they could. Did they demo at E3? Kingdom Hearts? Uh, no, they just had a trailer. Yeah, they had a trailer. Yeah, and, then the and, they, and a release date. So. Yeah, and then... But you're telling me a month, a month ago they couldn't demo? That's, this is what I'm saying. Like, this is like, 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 at that point, just wait because you've waited 15 years. Like, literally, you, you dropped a release date at E3 
people know it's coming. People actually actually hype. Like they think it's going to be real. The game is definitely going to be I mean, real. They could have dropped the release date at E3 and then put and then had the demo playable after the release date if they wanted to. Like What's you know what I mean? Bigger though. Because it's, I mean, it's PAX East. I, I don't, does that get as big as Anime Expo in LA? Because that's a really big one. It's, it's just, it's a video game convention. And yeah, but they care more about how many people they can get to, whether Maybe or not. they know their audience better. Like, yeah. maybe the Anime Expo convention is more that I mean, audience than, like, an E3 like or Like, they PAX. are. If you look at any, like, Anime Boston even has, like, pretty good games that you can test out there. Like we played the um, new fighting game. Yeah, the the Blaze Blue one. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Was like. It just. It Kingdom just, Hearts is more of an anime thing, I think, than it is a video game. Like I know it's a video game thing, but like. That's hot take. People who I know play video games don't like Kingdom Hearts nearly as much as anime kids that I know. You heard it first. Mewtwo thinks Mickey Mouse is an anime character. Yep. Yep. Well, that is that is a good take. He is though, an animated character. Like I can't come up with a good comparison, but I just like I personally just think that's like really weird and uh, Square like. If you're a Square fan, like like I, like I've been as as long as I've been, it's just like really weird that like everything that's happened with them, like even at E3, the Microsoft uh, Microsoft took the Kingdom Hearts 3 trailer, and then Square released the same trailer like what a couple of hours later, but then they had like the little extra teaser on it, and it's like they cucked themselves there, and then and then they drop the demo like that's so weird like they could have they could have done something better i think but so if you think about this way actually so thinking back to like when kingdom hearts when kingdom hearts came out kingdom hearts 2 yeah all those games like so that was around the time of like final fantasy 10 final fantasy 10 to all this stuff and that's like yeah (laughs) yeah that's like what people played then like when i like my my older stepbrother like he was super into video games and he played like rpgs like that's like what i feel like that's what I play. Still. Yeah, but that, but so now that's like that's not people like people still play RPGs, obviously. Yeah, but I, I feel do. like now it's more of like now the, so the climate is shooters, yep, like battle, battle royale, royale all that stuff. So when you go to these like big conventions, it's like Madden shooters, like that kind of stuff, and furries, and in furries. But then like <laughs> the, the anime people are the ones who still love. Final Fantasy, yeah, Kingdom can Hearts. As so an that anime is, kid. I feel like that is kind of true. You know in that what way. I still see every year at any anime convention I go to? People dressed up as Kingdom Hearts characters without fail every year. Yeah, I, I understand. Like, I understand that. Like, uh, like I also watch anime. I also love JRPGs. I love Kingdom Hearts. I've been waiting for this game forever. But it's it's a video game. What it's most what it most is is a video game. That is true too. Yeah, but so, who's the audience though? Yeah. Exactly. It did, but then it's like this, it's like a segregation where like our like our like packs our video game conventions turning into like basically like. It's not open. It's not like a big. It's not a general. It's not a gaming convention. It's like it's like like hot topic convention yeah it's like it's like, it's like cool a, it's right like a twitch convention or like a it's like a bro it's like a bro gamer convention. yeah it's a Ch- yeah chad convention yeah exactly well, that's, <laughs> I, I mean like if you watch t3 that's pretty accurate so i'm not surprised that pax would be like that too i mean they have the same conversation around like the youtube space too where like you go to vidcon or you go to these conventions and it's yeah like tanacon that are yeah like yeah, that they want to promote <laughs> yeah it's the youtubers that they want to promote it's like you go to the trending page and it's all the same people yeah. so it's like what does the mass audience consume and that's the probably what they're putting up at these conventions and then they look at the anime expo it still blows my mind that like at e3 they did not have a playable demo actually that's actually that just like uh it just like rung a bell in my head because that's super triggers me because 
like Square, like being able to like recognize what the anime kids are, their fan base, especially for titles like Kingdom Hearts. So that means like Square understands what they've been doing, but yet they like fail to do like anything else good, like uh, the you know Final Fantasy Fifteen. Um, there's like other things there that like when they changed the whole plot of that game like last minute, and like everyone just like wants what they want. Like everyone talks about the, the Seven remake, like all that stuff. The Final Fantasy thing is probably them pivoting and realizing like how niche their audience is and trying to go broad. Well, actually, that's a good point yeah. because uh, 15 flopped because literally the, the catchphrase for 15 was a Final Fantasy for, that every, everyone can enjoy, which basically they ruined the game. Is it like hack and slash? I enjoyed Final Fantasy 15. It's a Final Fantasy game. I enjoyed it because it's got the same, you know, like spiky hair guys and swords. And I, I like it. But uh, if Jump I don't want to go into it, but if I told you the original plot of this when they released the, the Platinum demo, uh, like two years, two years before it came out, like you'd be really upset with the game that you paid $60 for because they changed it literally within the year before it released because it was like a Final Fantasy uh, like storyline. It was super epic. It was like all this crazy stuff and there was a lot of death and all this stuff and then you, what you got was like... like watered down. You got like watered down. Like I think it's just like there's this panic that sets in. I don't know anything about game development or development cycles where like the creative team comes up with something like really dope and new and inspiring and exciting and then somewhere along the line, they go and present it to like either marketing or business yeah. people or the publisher. And the publisher's like, yeah, great idea, but let's tone this down, tone all this down, and take this out and take this out. Because the same thing happened with Destiny, like completely different but you plot. Also, have to realize, I think the other thing they think about is like when you start developing a game, like how long do you think it takes them to finish the game? Like I mean, years. if we talk about Kingdom Hearts in particular. Like assets, though. I think it's just like assets. It's like, like physically building a game, it's not the story. The story can be done really quickly like people yeah. like you can write a short story and then you fill in the details and i don't understand like why you don't start with the story first i just then... feel like when so they start the game by the time the game is ready to come out i'm sure the other people in the marketing or whatever are like you need to have this 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 and this in the game because this is what is popular right now this is what's going to sell copies of the game Ugh, i just had right a heart attack of like a final fantasy battle royale game and almost cried <sighs> Oh, that'd be oh, sick. Don't, yeah, don't, don't. Oh, don't dude, God, yo, jump yeah, on my chocobo. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would actually kill myself. Yeah, how much of the chocobo? I'll buy one. Uh, <laughs> I yo, I got a purple buster sword. <laughs> <laughs> I want the emote that says, thank you kindly. <laughs> but, um... Yeah, I don't know. Game development is weird. And I bet it's like like making music. Like it's the same kind of thing where like you can make a bunch of music and you can record an album and then if you don't release it for like a year or if you work on it for a year, by the end of that cycle, you hate everything that yeah, you've been working on. Yeah, it just took too long. Um, so I'm not I, I'm not a game developer, but maybe uh, we can do a segment on agile development because that's like the new hotness hotness in software development, and it's uh, that's what I blame for all these things. Because so what's that all about? Yeah, is that like feature creep? Well, quickly, uh, kind of. I mean, what you can think of it is like a you know. 20 years ago, if you built like Microsoft Word or something, you got a CD-ROM. Like you needed something to be done when you like pub you when you printed the physical disc. Now, because of updates, people are just like, Day oh, well, we don't need this because we'll just like put out an update or like, oh, yeah. wait, we're like halfway done, but we can just like change stuff. It's just an attitude that you can like pivot from architectural decisions and like the plan from the beginning. Yeah. And in that some ways you can, but then like people just take it out of control. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, they're basically just like selling you like a, a product idea and then they're shipping like an idea and it doesn't do anything it's supposed to do, but... Yeah, we can we can talk about that in the future. I think that'll be a good one. Yeah, we'll yeah. see what happens with the uh, 
We'll see if you know Final Fantasy even comes out in the next year. Kingdom Hearts. Is there an official Kingdom release date? Yeah. Oh, did I say Final, Final Fantasy III? It's uh, January 29th. <laughs> January 29th. 2019. We'll see what happens. I will probably cry. I'll, I'll probably yeah. cry. I mean, I cry at everything. You'll cry Joe when it gets delayed again? Getting his PS4 yeah. oh, the year they came out. I'll definitely cry if it gets delayed again. Saying, I hope he doesn't know I cried at Aladdin. But um, that's cool. Yeah, and, and uh, it was, I'm sorry, I'm gonna interrupt you. I'm just gonna say it real quick. Uh, they um, had like a little trailer for the uh, Kill a Kill game, and if you know, you know. Nobody knows. No one knows. <laughs> I mean, um, I know Kill a Kill. Don't lose your way. Let's pivot from video games Bye. for a moment for our final segment, because we always like to talk about love on this podcast, or lack thereof, or lack thereof, and maybe the amount of time we spend talking about video games. Um, the correlation between it <laughs> is this correlation to our successes <laughs> in this area. But um, Edible has some drama to report to us, and he also has a question he would like to pose to the group. Take it away, Edible. Yeah, there's, they're sort of related, and I'll, I'll pose the question. Um, and it might, not, it might be hard uh, to relate with the Boys Night crew. Uh, I like to hear oh, Mutie's. I don't know what that's well, no, 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 no. Let, not, me not, Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. It's because. Boys it's not because. It's Boys Night. Oh, I he said, said Boys, Boys Club. Club a second. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. You can get on my case for that. But uh, it's not because yeah, I. How many Bud Light Limes have you had? Um, I am drinking a uh, orange flavored seltzer right now. Oh my god, that's oh. disgusting! Is it Lacroix, bro? <laughs> um, LaCroix. Maybe that's why. Maybe that's why I'm single. It's a Spindrift. Thank you very much. Not sponsored. Oh, Ooh, we sell those. At, we sell those at undisclosed fast food establishment now. Oh, good catch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's so the question? Here, here's my question: Because the boys' night crew is not super familiar with online dating as opposed to real IRL dating. Um, Um, I'm going to pose a scenario for you. When you are online dating, if you have been on a few dates with someone, when is it acceptable to, or when is it uh, polite to stop going on dates with other people? Uh, so when do you become sort of exclusive? exclusive yeah. I think it works exclusive. the same way with other things. Of like, yeah, so uh, like yeah, three date kind of rule. Do you think it's three dates? Uh, yeah, I heard yeah. that. I literally heard that uh, yesterday. It a hundred percent depends on the other person. Uh, yeah, you can. No, you the slow other down, and dating. if it gets more serious, then it gets more serious. What's you the don't say anything after serious? three dates. You just see how it goes. Don't you have know. to three dates be like, so I'm going to stop talking to other people because then they're going to be like, that's great. Yeah, these three dates went pretty well, so we're married now. Yeah, <laughs> so just you just you stop out of politeness, and then if it doesn't go anywhere, then you just pick it back up. You don't make a big deal out of it. This reminds me of the other day at work. Somebody, some kid went, hey, pokey. <laughs> Say, he didn't Pokey. call me that. They call you Pokey um, at work. Yeah, they call me Pokey at work now. Um, he Mr. said, Pokey. "Hey, boss." This guy, he goes, boss "What's your idea of a perfect date?" Um, being alone and I like with a looked good at butt. him and I said, "I don't know if I've ever been on a date before." And he was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> not like, a date, really? I, yeah, but like, I you don't go know. to a movie. That's a date. Yeah, I know, Ooh. but like, you know what I mean? Like, like I've never a first been, date. Like, I've been on two. I fell asleep on one, and the other one was with a swag." Well, it's like oh, oh that like, sucks. Take us through that date. Okay. No, no. <laughs> yes, that'll be another episode. We went, we got sushi, oh, and then we went to uh, the park and just like hung out and talked. 
Wow. Love so it. after so that so day. So it was like the gayest date you could probably go on. Yeah. So I think we both wore button-up flannels. And then so. you became exclusive after that. Love is love. Well, am I right? I was already not talking to anybody. <laughs> okay. Forever All later. Right. That wasn't until like a year later. Uh, so well, I, it well, sounds bring, like... Go ahead. Yeah, to bring it back to current events, uh, I have been on three dates with one individual. Oh. Damn, dude. Now, so yeah. This is the Damn girl that you were making out with in the middle of the street. Woo! Uh, yup. And oh, you can't even remember who it is now. Huh? <laughs> he's like, uh, yeah, was like, it that girl? Let me uh, think about that. Uh, which girl that I was in the middle of the yeah. street with? I was on twelve dates this week. Can't remember. Uh, well, I have I have been on one other date with someone else, and I have a second one lined up for this week. So what Cheater. happens? Cheater. I don't Cheater. think that's Here's okay. Here's a question. So who do you oh. who you fight more though? No, like, what it's... happens when you go on three dates with two people? Oh, then, uh, then you're on a rom-com. Polygamy. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sitcom. Yes. It's a, yeah. It's pronounced polygamy. That's a, that's a normal polygamy. sitcom trope. Yeah. I'm with this girl. So you're going on a second date, but Sarah says that that's not okay. Wait, you're going on a that's, second Sarah date Sarah says that's else? not okay. Yes, if you correct. Want, if the three-date girl is something you want to continue on to, I mean, like, three, like three or four. I'm not going to say it's, like, a hard three, but... Like you can go on the second date, but just know that like you're getting into hot water soon. I feel like you're you're kind of um, putting yourself in a weird situation yeah. at that point. Yeah, because it's a nobody likes making decisions. It's just <laughs> unnecessary. It's tough. Risk. It honestly is tough, and it's like it's it's apples and oranges. You know, it's not like I mean, one is better than the other. They're both very different, and I'm into both. It sounds like you're putting yourself in unnecessary waters. <laughs> you're gonna it keep is going. 2018. You do you, my friend. Yeah, wait, what yeah. book you got to say? I'm going to say that um, what's, what's going to happen is you're going to keep going on dates, hoping that one of them will do something that makes you not like them anymore, and it's going to like totally mess up your mindset on these dates. You're gonna or be like, <laughs> the glass half full approach. One of them will do something that makes you like them way more. That's true. You, you could yeah. look at it that way. I would look at it the other way. <laughs> yeah, me, I know. You my brain would be like way. exploding. <laughs> Yeah, oh yeah. God. So that's the pickle edibles in these days. So, uh, oh uh, wait, wait. You went from like like not having like you know any connection with anyone for a while, like for a while there, and then now you have like too many. You there's too many fish in. But that's like how it always happens, right? It always yeah, happens it, all at once. It's a bad timing, right? Of course. Yeah, because yeah, nobody's crazy. ever allowed to be happy ever. Yeah. <laughs> that's <important>. Oh, pokey. <laughs> we need like a pokey sounder, just like, that's just pokey being pokey. Yeah, like, <laughs> wah, wah, wah. I was going to say, I'm so happy right now, but then I remember that I almost cried at the restaurant today. Yeah, but that's okay. We, we got food for you. We beauty. all cry at a restaurant once in well, a while. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, I cried really hard in Smoky Bones one time with my dad. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. just cried. The donuts didn't I'll come out that, warm. Bro. Yeah. But. And on that note, boys. We went over our 40-minute marker. We went through about 50 minutes. But I think that that's okay because I think we had some really good talks. Hell, yeah. I think that next week we're going to definitely need an update on the date situation and then see who wins, see if you're still dating both women. Hell, yeah. Love and um, we're going to have to check things out with this new Fortnite tournament as well. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Boys Night Podcast. Please give us a thumbs up or five stars or whatever you can do to help us out. Leave a review if you can. My name is Tatro. I'm Ty Ty. I am Pokey. I'm Muty the Cat. And I'm Edible. And you can catch us next week on the Boys Night Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Peace out. Later. Later.